Good morning, church. Uh, we're going to be reading the Word of God today, and I'm here with my best son, Toby. My name is Tope, and um, it'll be from the NIV version, Genesis 22, verses 1 to 19. So you're going to start, aren't you? Yeah. Go on. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, and I will show you. Early the, mo- the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fat and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes my son Abraham replied, the burnt, the fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, But where's the lamp for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamp for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay hand on that boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over to the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Verse 15. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants will take possessions of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. 
Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together to Beersheba. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. A blessed reading of his word. Have a good day, church. Wonderful. Thank you, guys, for that uh, reading from Genesis. We are uh, looking into a, a new preaching series uh, this week. We're starting a new series called Growing in Faith, and uh, this is a, a, a four-week course that we're going to be going over the summer, and, um, and the PowerPoint should come up. Here we go. There's the PowerPoint, and uh, if we can move on to the next slide, please, uh, Matt. My... Um, no, it's not going on. So. Thank you. So our preaching so far in 2020, if we could go to the next one, yeah. So we started the year in 2 Corinthians and we preached through the, that uh, letter uh, to the Corinthian church there and that took us uh, from uh, January all the way through to April uh, and then as we came into lockdown we looked at how can we have hope in a time of crisis and we preached through uh, several uh, Bible passages that talked about hope in lots of different ways, and that took us through May until June. And then in July, uh, we took uh, four weeks uh, to look at uh, what is a four-fields process uh, for Mark chapter 4, and we looked at church planting, uh, we looked at discipleship, uh, we looked at how do we share the gospel, and we looked at how do we connect with people so that we can open up opportunities for the gospel. And now we're into a new series. Uh, we're going into uh, this growing in faith, and this will take us through August, and we're going to be looking at Old Testament uh, characters, uh, Abraham, Joseph, uh, Moses, and uh, David. And each week we're going to look at a different story in the Old Testament to see how we can grow in our faith. And today, of course, uh, we've been looking at uh, Abraham, and um, we're going to be uh, looking at how God gave Abraham his test of faith. And that reading uh, from Genesis 22, which was read so well to us, uh, gives us the story. Some of you uh, will be familiar with it. Uh, others, maybe some new Christians listening, uh, maybe that's the first time uh, you've heard this story. But just to give you a little bit of background, um, Abraham was chosen by God. This uh, Genesis chapter 12, we can see uh, these verses, uh, verses 1 to 3. Uh, just a little bit of understanding for us. As we go back to Genesis, Genesis 1 to 11, from, uh, from creation, Adam and Eve and his family, uh, they've got Noah's Ark, uh, and we can see uh, that, that God is dealing with uh, the whole of his creation, uh, dealing with the whole of the population of the earth. Uh, but in Genesis chapter 12, it changes. Right at the end of uh, Genesis 11, we, we're introduced uh, to uh, Abraham's father, Terah, and uh, we're told about his family. And then in Genesis 12, we start to see uh, these verses that come and this blessing of God upon uh, that family. The Lord said to Abraham, go, to, uh, go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. And God says this to Abraham, he says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth 
will be blessed through you. You see, God has put this, this blessing, this covenantal blessing upon Abraham. He was chosen out of the, the, the whole of the, the people that, that was on the earth at that time. God chose Abraham and his descendants, his seed, if you like, that will be his own people. There was this promise, there was this choosing of a person to carry this covenant, this blessing, and to be a blessing to all nations. So Abraham was chosen by God. And I want us to say uh, that each one of us, everyone who has decided to follow Jesus, every one of us that has given our lives to him, have been chosen. We are following in the footsteps of Abraham as the chosen ones, the ones that are bringing about the blessing of God to this world. If we were to read in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 3 to 4, Blessed be to the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. You see, he chose us in Jesus before we were even formed. Those that have decided to follow Jesus are following in the same way as Abraham. We've been chosen, we've been selected, we've been adopted by God into his family so that he can bless us and that we can be a blessing to others. Also, we read in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a chosen priesthood, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And, and, and so the, 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 the nation, the people of God, that God promised Abraham has continued into the church. And we now are the nation, the people of God, that he has chosen. So the promise that was made to Abraham is our promise. The promise that he has made to us uh, to be, be blessed and to be a blessing is, is the same promise. And so Abraham was chosen and we have been chosen. What a wonderful thing to know that God has selected and chosen us. He loves us, he cares for us and he's got plans and purposes for us. Now of course, uh, when we uh, see this, things don't always go according to plan. As we go uh, through the story, we see that um, Abraham didn't have any children and he was getting older and older and his wife, uh, Sarah, was barren and so Sarah said uh, to Abraham, said, why don't you take my, my servant uh, and, have, uh, and have a child by my servant? And what happened was uh, Ishmael was born uh, by his, uh, by his wife's servant. But you see, Ishmael was not the child of the promise. This is, what not, this is not what God intended. And so even when we are chosen, even when God has said he will bless us and use us and he has plans and purposes for us, the course of our life may not go as we expect it to go. And we need to bear in mind that actually it's God's word, it's God's choosing, it's God's plan that will come to pass. And Abraham took things into his own hands and he had this son by uh, the servant, Hagar. And, uh, and, but God said, no, this is not the child of the promise. And what happened was, as we look in Genesis 18, uh, the Lord came and met with Abraham and Sarah and he says, 
I will surely return to you about this time next year and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now this was quite far-fetched. They were both going on in years. In fact, Sarah laughed because she didn't believe it. Um, but God said, no, uh, Isaac, the, the, the son that you're going to have, that's where the promise is going to be fulfilled. And if we look at Genesis 21 as well, it says it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. You see, when we have been chosen by God, when we have been called by him for his purposes, he will work out his purposes for us. And I want to say, what are the promises of God that he has put upon you this morning? He has chosen you, he has blessed you, he has given you life, but what is the promises? What has God spoken into your life? There are, there are promises for all of us. Any Christian, anyone that's following Jesus, there are promises for all of us. Jesus said promise that he will be with us and he will never leave us. That's a promise that we can hold on to. He has said to us that he will provide for us, that he will give us everything that we need. And he said that he will give us life, abundant life. Well, these are the promises that every one of us can have. But we're also part of this covenantal promise uh, that was made to Abraham. Matthew 28, verse 19, uh, Jesus says, go and make disciples. And you see, the, the continuance of expanding the kingdom of God started with Abraham. It is continuing with us. This is a promise that God has given us. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're told that every single one of us has a ministry. Every one of us has a message. He has called us to be ambassadors for him. And so there are things that God has spoken into our life generally that we all claim as Christians, but there are specific things that God has given to you. Every single one of us. The promises. He says, this will be fulfilled in this way. And even though you might try to, to do your own thing, God will bring you back and say, no, this is what I want you to do. And if we're obedient, if we follow him, if we're willing to lay down uh, all of the things of our life, all of our own ambitions and say, Lord, yes, whatever your will is, that's what I'm going to do, then he will fulfil his promises as he said he would. So Isaac was the fulfilment of the promise. So I want to, to really get that in our minds as we come into this story that, that Abraham had been waiting so long uh, on this promise from Genesis chapter 12. He'd been waiting for so long to see the fulfilment of this. He tried to, to make his own way, and, but Ishmael was not the, the fulfilment of the promise. And now he had this son, Isaac. And yes, Lord is fulfilling his promises. And then God brings him this test. And uh, he says um, in verse 2, Then the Lord said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. You see, just think the enormity of this for Abraham, this father of this beloved son that he has now got to take up a mountain and sacrifice. Of course, child sacrifice was customary in many religions in that time. This was not unusual. But, but God didn't ask for child sacrifices. In fact, he, he hated child sacrifices. These were the things that, that God stood against. And Abraham must be thinking so much here. Why, God, would you do this? This is not according to your will. This is not your character. This is not what I, I know of you. 
And in fact, if I'm going to sacrifice my only son, how then are you going to fulfil the promise that you've made to me? You see, God gave Abraham this test. You can just imagine what Abraham was going through when he heard this. But Abraham had faith. And this is what I want us to to, to look at. When we are tested by God, or when life circumstances are not as we would expect them to be, or things happen that we think that shouldn't be happening to a Christian, what is our reaction? What do we do with that? There are certain things that come upon each one of us in life. None of us are exempt. Jesus said we're going to have trouble in this world. Most of the early church were persecuted in one way or another. Many died for their faith. You think as as those early Christians were facing death, they would think, God, this is not what I signed up for. How are you going to fulfil your promises if the church is being persecuted and put to death? How is this going to be effective in spreading the kingdom? But we don't see the big picture. We don't see what God is doing. And we need to put our faith in him. Some of the things that we often hear when we're sharing the gospel is things about suffering. How can you love a God that allows so much suffering in the world? How can you reconcile these things with a God of love? And yet, Abraham must have had those same questions. How can I reconcile what God has asked me to do with who I know God is? What I want us to say is that when we come to these times, there may be questions. There may be things that we grapple with and and, and there may be some doubt that creeps in. But what we can do, we can look at who God is. We know his character. We know that he's a God of love. And so he only acts in love. We know that he is a God of justice. So the things that happen are in that realm of justice that God allows. We know that he's a holy God, a gracious God, a merciful God. So we need to try and interpret the things of life against the character of God that we know. And as we look to him, we can then put our faith in him and say, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why that person is suffering or why that illness is in the family. But I trust you. I trust you because I know who you are. And Abraham trusted God and he trusted his plans and purposes. As we see, God had, Abraham had faith in God's promises. Verse 5 says this, and he says, He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. What an incredible statement here of faith. What what is Abraham doing here? God has said to him, take the son that you love and and, and I want you to to sacrifice him up this mountain. Take him and and then he says to his servants, "Uh, we will come back to you. How does... Abraham, in his mind, reconciled the fact that God has asked him to sacrifice his son on an altar, and yet both of them will come back down the mountain. 
And, and, and this is the great faith that, that Abraham had. In this testing moment, I wonder how his faith grew in the Lord. If the Lord has promised me, Genesis chapter 12, if he's promised me that he will bless me, if he's promised me that my offspring will be numerous, if he's promised me that I will be a blessing to the nations, that a nation will come from me, if he's promised me these things, then God is able. Even to the fact that even if my son was to die, God can bring him back to life. And we will come back down this mountain. That was the the faith that Abraham had in the promises of God. I want us to try and take hold of the promises of God and we will be able to stake our life on the promises of God because they are true and they will come to pass. The Bible is full of the promises of God. And we must know that if God has said it, it will be. And God might have put some specific promises into your life. And if God has said it, it will come to pass. Whatever the circumstances may look like around you, whatever might be ahead of you, we need to have faith. We need our faith to grow in the promises of God. Say, God is able God is true. If God says something, then he will not undo his word. And Abraham had faith in God's promises. We will come back to you. I'm not sure he knew how that would even work, but he knew that God was able. And then Abraham had faith in God's provision. If we look at verse 8, He was there, he was about to uh, sacrifice his son. And then Isaac says this, uh, Father, yes my son Abraham replies, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And this is what Abraham says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. You see, In the midst of this, there was some appreciation of the provision of God. And in verse 13, when he looked up, there in the thicket he saw the ram that God had provided. His heart overflows and he says, the Lord will provide. The Lord has provided. And the the word in Hebrew, Jehovah Jireh, uh, the Lord has provided. And, And this faith in God's provision. If God has said, then he will provide. He won't leave us empty. He won't leave us without. If God has put us to task, if he has given us purpose, if he's put plans in our life, then he will provide everything that we need to fulfil those plans. Now, Abraham had faith in God's provision and he reassured Isaac that God will provide and God indeed did that. I want us to know that God is with us. His care, his love, his strength, even if you are going through testing times, his grace is sufficient for you. He will not leave you without enough grace, enough strength to cope with that which you are going through. God will provide. There may be people listening to this whose whose jobs are on the line. There may be those that have already been made redundant 
uh, and you're not sure where you're going to be in a month's time, how are you going to provide for your family, how are you going to eat, how are you going to do the things that you used to do, how are you even going to pay the rent or the mortgage, you need to come back to this place for saying, God will provide. He has chosen me. He said that he will be a blessing to me, that I will be a blessing to others. He has given me plans and purpose. And he is a God who keeps his promises and therefore God will provide. I want us to grow in faith in the provision of God. As we grow in faith in the promises of God, we've got to grow in faith in the provision of God into our lives. Let's depend upon him. He's a generous God. He's a God that has all things at his disposal. There's nothing he cannot do. Let's put our faith in his provision. And then we see, finally, that God's promises remain as we come uh, to this verse 18. Because of Abraham's obedience, God says to him and declares, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities and the enemies and through your offering, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And so God reaffirms the promise to Abraham, this covenant that he's made with his people. He says, because you have been obedient, because you have not withheld your beloved son, because you are willing to do what I've asked you to do, then, I will confirm my promise to you. And through your seed, through uh, Isaac, the nation will be born. And from that, the blessing will flow to all nations. This was the promise of God. And I want to say to you that God's promises remain. As we follow him in obedience, he will reaffirm, he will confirm to you over and over again his promises, his plans, his purposes for you. And God will accomplish it. Nothing is going to stop God accomplishing his purposes through his church, through Jesus. And this whole passage talks to Jesus. It talks about who he is. And Abraham had faith. Abraham had faith in God, he had faith in his promises, in faith in his provisions. So much so, when we come to Hebrews 11, that great chapter about faith, we read this about Abraham. It says, by faith, Abraham. You see that? It's, it's, it's not by, because he knew what the answer was, it's not because he understood, it's not because of understanding. It was by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God has said to him, it's through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. So in a matter of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. You see, this great faith of Abraham... He had faith in who God was. He had faith in his promises. He had faith in his provision. I want us to, to grow in faith. That we too, whatever, whatever we're asked to do, wherever God sends us, whatever our circumstances, our faith is in him. 
the great, wonderful Lord and Saviour of all mankind. And he will work out his plans and purposes through us, his church. And of course, this is all through Jesus Christ. And uh, we can see in this passage that this is a forerunner of Jesus. You know, if we look at a couple of things here in, in, in uh, Genesis 22, uh, if we look at verse 2, uh, God says, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on, on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. And, and, and what's happening here in, uh, on the Mount uh, right in that region, we see the Moriah is where eventually the temple is built. If we go uh, to 2 Chronicles chapter 3, it says, verse 1, Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. And uh, what we see here is that where Abraham was willing to sacrifice his beloved son is where Jerusalem ends up being built. The temple is being built and is outside of Jerusalem on a hill, on a mountain uh, that, that Jesus was sacrificed for us all, the once and for all sacrifice. You see how this shows us and, and, and points to Jesus. Not only that, we can see uh, that Abraham was willing to sacrifice his beloved son. And his son was walking up a hill, carrying wood on his back, ready to die. And Jesus walked up that hill, carrying the cross on his back, ready to die for you and for me. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is the one who gave his all for us. And even in the cross, we, our, our faith is tested. Why would, would God sacrifice his son in this way? But we know that it's only because of the cross that we can be forgiven. Our sins are washed away through the blood of Jesus. And so this is a, a forerunner. This is a picture of what is to come. That Jesus is the one who was sacrificed. He is the, the ram that was caught in, in the bushes there. He is the one that took our place because we should have died. He is the one that gave his life for you and for me. And he is the one that we need to turn to. He is the one that we need to give our lives to because he will cleanse us. He will reconcile us to the Father so that our relationship with him is right and then our relationship with each other will be right. It's all through Jesus. And so can our faith grow in who he is? Can our faith grow in God's plans and purposes? Can we have faith in God's promises? Can we have faith in God's provision? Can through the tests of life our faith grow because we depend upon him, not upon ourselves or our circumstances? If you are interested to find out more, if you want to talk further uh, through this, we have a form that you can fill in. Uh, there's a QR code that will come up and uh, it will show us, uh, connect you to uh, the, the website. You can fill in the form. Uh, if you want to know more, if you want to know more about discipleship, if you want to know more about becoming a Christian even, please just fill that form in and then during the week we will come back to you and we'll start to connect with you and we can explore further. 
We want to grow in our faith. We want to have complete dependence upon him. Even in the test of life, the challenges that we have, we can grow in these things. We can grow to love him more, to trust him more, to depend upon him, because he is a good God, a loving God. And he will work out his plans and purposes through us, through his church, for his glory, for his namesake. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love. And we thank you that you are a God of love, a God of grace, a God of mercy. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the ultimate sacrifice, that you came down, that you lived amongst us, that you died and you rose again. Thank you as we put our trust in you, as we turn and believe in you, that you take away our sin and our shame and our guilt. Thank you that you have chosen us, that you have called us, and that you have plans and purposes for us. Help our faith to be in you, in your promises, in your plans, in your provision. And Lord, I pray that for brothers and sisters who are going through challenging times at the moment, in many different ways, I pray that even through these times, their faith will grow, and they will believe that you will work out these things for your glory and for their good, because they love you. So Lord, we worship you, we honour you, and we thank you. We thank you for Abraham's faith, that he was obedient, even if it meant sacrificing his son. Lord, I pray that we would have the same obedience, that we will follow you wherever you lead. We will go wherever you call us. We will speak to whoever you want us to speak to. We will do whatever you call us to do. Put our trust in you, Lord. We, we put our faith in you. You are the only one that we trust. You are the only one that has eternal life. You are the only one that blesses us and keeps us and sustains us through Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I pray you will bless us and you will keep us, that you will be with us through this week. And, Lord, I pray that our faith will grow in you day by day, whatever life circumstances may be and that you will be glorified through your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.